Hi guys, what's going on? It's your girl Alondra and I am back with another video. So on today's episode, I'd love to welcome you back because this is what episode number four. I had released an episode last week as a bonus episode because I just couldn't hold it in. I had so much to say, especially when it comes to doubt because like I didn't grow up in a household that was very supportive. Um, but I just love the fact that I can express myself through this platform. And I just thank God uh, for allowing me to do so. So welcome back, welcome back. Um, on today's episode, we're going to be jumping around from different books in the Bible. Uh, so that now you guys can kind of understand where I'm coming from a little bit better. Now, again, just continue to bear with me because this is all new to me. And I'm just trying my best here. Um, but today's episode, you know, it sits a little bit closer to my heart because it has to do with being a mom and how I navigate things as a godly mom. Ooh, pardon my song. Um, and, uh, I just know that it wasn't easy before. It's not easy now, but it's a lot more, it's a lot more simpler because I understand that God has control of everything and I don't have to worry as much. Okay, um, I will say that I did separate it, um, like the whiteboard behind the camera. Uh, I did happen to separate it into four different categories. So I don't know if you're going to take notes or not, but um, before we get into it, let's pray real quick. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and pray. If you could bow your head, that would be great. Like I said, this is kind of like a... A very intimate like personal episode so yeah <laughs> I'm not like super happy-go-lucky or whatever right now um, I feel like every single time I try to record an episode I get either very sick um, and it's just like something's preventing me from recording the video but we're just gonna let that be and we're gonna continue um, what I'm doing you know spreading the gospel through social media it like reaches a lot of people faster than normally so i know that the what god has put in my heart i know the enemy's not happy with it um but i'm not gonna stop because like i truly enjoy what i do and i love what i do um so yeah uh you can see my airpod because like i have music playing in the background to kind of relax me um it's like it's uh i don't know if you guys ever heard but it's upper rooms and oscar gamboa's rest um soundtrack um and it's about like 40 minutes long and um it just like it's very mellow and it, you can hear parts of songs that play and i'm like oh my god i love that song but it's just like the in intro like the melody to it um so it's helping me right now God is good, guys. God is good. But let's go ahead and bow our heads. Um, Father God, I just thank you. I just, I just thank you for allowing me to have this podcast. Thank you for giving me the boldness and the courage. Thank you for allowing me to just open up and be vulnerable so people can be blessed by this. So people can hear my struggles. So people can see my struggles. So people can be blessed by my struggles. Um, I know that's like crazy to say, but some people like being private and like being private is everything. Um, but I I see it in a different perspective where it's like if I open up and I am vulnerable, then other people feel less stressed out, less worried because they understand that things happen. That this is not just happening to, to them, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Father God, so I just thank you for allowing me to be here right now. I thank you for the person listening to this podcast right now. I thank you for the peace that you have brought upon us. I pray that when they listen to this podcast that they just feel light. That they feel peace. That they know that you're there for them. Um, that you're not against them. That you've never been against them. That sometimes we just have to wait around a little bit longer to get our blessing, to to get that answer prayer. Father God, I pray that you continue to help us grow. 
individually, as a community, as a platform. I pray that you help us understand that life isn't going to get easier. If anything, it's just going to get a little bit more um, (laughs) understanding and lighter because you're by our side. Because you will free us from things that we have been caring for for a long, long time. You will heal us little by little. Because time doesn't heal. You do. You will heal us. You will mend us. You're not just a band-aid that we're just going to put on top. You're a lifelong medicine. A medicine that no doctor, no nurse, nobody can give us besides you, Jesus. So... Again, we just thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for allowing us to hear this right now. And may we continue to just follow your positive, joy, joyful, meaningful um, guide through life. Um, I pray that you give us the awareness, the knowledge to continue to, to keep growing. And the want for more. The want for more. Motivate us, Jesus. Motivate us. Thank you. We love you. We honor you. Amen. All right. So, like I said, I had separated into four different categories, okay? We're going to go through uh, each category one by one. So, if you want to take out your notes, you're more than welcome to. Um, I took an aesthetic teacher's class for, like, more than a year. Um, So, I like things to be organized and for it to kind of be put together. Um. But uh, the first category is, oh, wait, hold on. So, yes, navigating a godly mom life. Okay, so we're going to talk about, like, the before I decided to follow Christ and then that in between and then the after. So we're going to talk about different people. We're going to talk about the problems that the diff- those different people bring. Um, we're going to talk about the emotions that come with those people and problems and the Excuse me, we're going to talk about the how to navigate, how I navigated before and how I navigated after. Um, I think it, it is like a, this brings this and this brings that and so on and so forth. That's my cat playing with, um, I don't even know what. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to kind of separate it for you guys so you can understand better. So first things first, um, navigating... <laughs> life before Christ was definitely very hard especially because I didn't have my mom or my dad or any family around to kind of guide me in the right direction when my when I was seven months pregnant my mom used to live with me and uh, she left me when I was seven months pregnant with my first child Um, I forgave her for what she did because obviously there was things that she was still dealing with herself you know we're not perfect um, but I, I still have to forgive her to be able to continue. Yes, I was hurt. I was extra, extra hurt. Like, this is her first grandbaby. Why is she leaving me by myself? You know, with no family around. But it's okay. The father of my kids, um, was very supportive, was very loving and caring at that time. Yes, we had our problems, but he was still very nurturing and, like, loving. Um... But that brings us to our first category, which is the people. The people in our life, okay? Whether it's your baby, the father of your um, your kids, or the mother of your kids, whether it's your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandfather, you know, family in general, and uh, even just your friends, okay? So if we go back to the father or mother of your children, they play a huge, huge role in the kid's life, right? So, like, let's say for me, I felt like I was the parent that did, like, 85% of the things, 90% of the things back then. Um, it was very hard. I felt like there was many things that led me to be sour and, like, toxic um, just because I felt like I wasn't getting the support that I needed at first. My oldest is six years old. Um, at first, when I first had the baby, it was it was great, up until like when the baby was like six years old. Um, like I was working a lot. I was working emergency overnight, and their dad was working during the day, so we didn't really have a lot of time together. So, 
it was like hard because any free time that we did get we had other things to do like grocery shop like buy things for the baby like take care of the baby spend time with the baby it was beautiful but like we had forgotten how to love each other um and um that was a crucial time like i again i didn't have the guidance so we just became very toxic um i was very toxic back then <laughs> like i was very like aggressive um not like hitting but it's more like bad mouth um like i would curse about i would like just say the nastiest things um and i'm sure that hurt him i'm sure that hurt him because obviously it's like things that you don't want to hear and he would say the same like other things to me but and then my family my family would like again they weren't talking to me um my sister and i we didn't have a really good relationship so it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't pretty but i did have my work friends and i at that time we ended up moving out of philadelphia and we ended up living like up king of prussia in pennsylvania and i just knew that i kind of secluded myself from any potential friends or anything like that um so it was definitely hard but like definitely the people in my life affected me and brought so many problems because like the father of my kids was not responsible at the time um he was not doing his part like not picking up the kids or the kid my firstborn um not like buying what he needed uh we were being very petty to each other um very ignorant so obviously that brought that those problems um even the family like judging us not helping us Oh yeah, we'll babysit. We'll babysit. Uh, when you guys need help, and it was just like mm, they would have for like an hour or two. What What are we gonna do with an hour or two? Um, my family was never really around, so his family was around a little bit more. So they were helpful, but you could just tell that just like it was kind of like they were just doing it just to say they did it. Um. I think that they would do things and expect us to give them back, like do things for them. Like it was, it didn't, it never felt genuine to be completely honest. Um, and I think that's why I always try to keep my distance because I felt like it wasn't genuine. Like I felt like I was being judged all the time. I felt like I couldn't be myself around them. So again, I was by myself. Um, and then there's the friends that leave as soon as you give birth. We all have had those friends where it's like, <laughs> like, we're so close, right? Like this. And as soon as you give birth, they're like, peace out. Like, they don't text you. They don't call you. They don't check up on you or the baby. Or if they do, it's like randomly. So if you ever have like a friend that's always around and they're like super in love with your baby as much as you are, be thankful for them. Truly, because they are heaven sent. I, the friends that I have now were not the friends that I had when I first had Ryan or when I first had Cameron just three years ago, or my baby. Um, so with all of that, like the people bringing the problems, we're going through the categories, okay? Um, the people bringing the problems and the problems bringing those emotions, because of these people doing these things and causing all these issues and traumatic experiences, anger was a huge one okay was a huge one I would be angry all the time I'll be like comparing all the time um I would feel alone it's just like nobody wants me I'm not worthy like why don't people come to me why do people don't want to help me um am I too ugly there was a point where I was like my appearance matters because I felt like so ugly and like my stretch marks and like um, my hair being messy all the time, me having to pick up a child, them coming into my life. It was just like, I felt alone because first I wasn't, I was very insecure. Second of all, I just didn't think that they would want to be around a baby that would be crying and just like, mm, we wouldn't be doing the regular things that we would have. And then third of, it would be like, I just never had time. Um, so I felt a lot of anxiety um i felt a lot of hurt pain um 
and a lot of like sadness because again I just didn't have my family there I didn't have a supportive uh in-laws and again they were they were there but again I just still felt judged from the beginning even before I had the child <laughs> my child my children um you know I try to give people the benefit of the doubt but I just felt like there was still weird vibes with like my friends my family my in-laws and I just didn't want to be around that so um yeah and then depression that's why I was like smoking so much that's why I was drinking so much um I felt overwhelmed I felt a rage because I just felt so lost and like nobody cared about me and this was just like six years ago even three years ago um, I think it's like very sad to go through life and like not know that Jesus is right there the whole time. And when I think about it, it's just like, wow, like he really looked out for me. He took me out of this situation and placed me over there because he knew that I needed better. And even though I was upset at the time because I didn't get what I wanted, it was just like it all makes sense now. And I'm only 27 years old. So if I think about all these times where like God like rescued me I, again it's just like how can I not glorify God even like me thinking about like how I was towards when I was a little girl my mom and dad they weren't the best but they weren't giving the best their parents didn't even have it together to begin with so I just think that a lot of emotions came into play because of so many issues that came from people now, if I didn't pay attention to the people, right, if I ignored them and I didn't worry about them and what they had to say, many of the problems would have never happened, would have never been a thing. And then many of my emotions that dragged on for so many years would have never been a thing. And if they were, I'm not saying that they wouldn't, if they were, it wouldn't have been as bad. Because now that I have the guidance not from my family, not more from my friends than my family, but Jesus, Jesus has gone out of his way so many times to redirect me and like guide me in the right direction as a mom, as a friend. I just feel like he's been working in me for a long, long time. And even till this day right now, I'm just like, Last week, I, I could have been doing better with my kids. You know, we don't give enough. We don't give ourselves enough grace for what we've done and what we've been through and what we struggled with. Um, but I feel like navigating life now as a godly mom, it has been the greatest, the greatest decision I've ever made for my kids. For my kids, kids, kids. <laughs> like, it's like a domino effect. And I was telling my grandma this this morning. I spoke to her for, like, almost two hours. And I explained to her that just because she's, like, 76 years old, that I don't ever want her to lay in bed or just sit around and just think that her life is, like, like, it didn't, it doesn't mean anything. That there's no, like, actual value behind it I let her know that you know there's a domino effect and I explained to her in Spanish of course and like I showed I like told her like the domino effect is it like once you touch that one domino it keeps going and it stopped with you it stopped with you and it it might have skipped my dad for that one domino and I think that he still has so much potential and value but it's just taking a little bit much longer. But it stopped with me too. Because I am a generational curse breaker. Okay? There's so many things that my mom and dad went through. And my grandparents and my great-grandparents went through. That it was just generation after generation after generation. And it's just like, no. I don't want to hit my kids. I don't want to punish my kids to the extreme of putting them on, on rice for hours. I don't want to sit here and yell at them and curse at them. I don't want to sit here and, and just embarrass them in, in front of people. I don't want to make them feel any less 
of what they are. I, I, I refuse to verbally abuse them, physically amuse, abuse them, and mentally abuse them. I refuse. My kids deserve so much better. They weren't asked to be born. My kids were just brought into this world because I made a decision with their dad. And it wasn't like the best, but I, I, it's been the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. And God knew that. God knew I was meant to be a mom. You know, there's a couple of questions here that I wanted to ask myself um, in front of you guys. Now, did I think about these questions? Not really. I kind of like heard them in a podcast and I was just like, I kind of want to interview Mazel. You know, and um, being a mom, being a dad, being a parent in general is the toughest job you'll ever love. Like you might be working 25-8, but it's never enough. The second they leave you, it's just like, come back to my arms. You're my babies. Don't ever leave me. So imagine how God feels when you draw far away from him. God wants you at all times. God doesn't want you to just walk away from his love. It's a genuine, powerful love that just wants to make you feel secure, make you feel loved, make you feel supportive. Like, God wants us near at all times. And again, yes, it might be tough to follow God, but it's only tough because the enemy feeds you these thoughts that just makes you want to give up on God because you're like, he's, he hasn't shown up for me. I prayed for this and it's not coming. I'm praying for patience so I can, I, so I can guide my kids better, but it's not coming. I'm praying for financial stability so I can provide for my kids and it's not coming. God hears you. God hears you, but he can't give you something that you're not ready for. Whenever you, you think that you're ready, God is like, no, sweetheart, you need to wait a little bit longer. And I've came to realize that navigating this godly mom life, it takes a lot of patience. Every single time I ask for patience, oh boy, does he bring that patience because he he gives me these like, or he allows the enemy to like test us or whatever, right? And I have to go through these like obstacles and I'm like, wow, like if it was to happen before, I would have been angry. I would have been anxious. I would have tried to control the situation. But that's not what we're meant to do. If something happens, it's just like, okay, sit back and do what you need to do. Don't stop what you're doing. Try to make it, like, grow from that. It's always a lesson. It's always a lesson. We always have to grasp onto what God has to say. But one of the questions was, did I ever want to have kids? And... um. When I was probably, like, 17, I had gotten an elephant tattoo, like, right here, right? And I said, no, I don't want kids. This is going to be a stamp. It's, like, a cute little tribal elephant, which I want to remove because it's not cute. I was 17. This was 10 years ago. And I said, oh, I'm not. I got this, so this is, like, a stamp to not getting kids because then it's going to stretch out. It's going to look ugly. What? What was I thinking? Why did I sit here and think it was okay to get an elephant tattoo on my hip and say, I don't want kids. I, I'm, I'm going to be the cool aunt that's going to travel the world, that's going to get married, that's going to have all these dogs, and we're just going to live in an RV and just drive and explore the world. And God said, nope, <laughs> that's not what we're doing. Maybe I can do that when my kids are older, but that was not in the plans for me. And at first it was hard because it was like I had to share my time with their dad. I had to share my time with like my friends that did come around here and there and my family that would visit. Like I would have to share. And it wasn't like I was trying to be selfish. It was more like, okay, well, what about me? You know, I just gave birth. That baby is well taken care of. What about me? Why don't you ask me how I'm doing? Why don't you ask me, like, stay with me and actually support me? So I just felt like kind of like left behind in a way. Like nobody really cared about me. It's like when animals like have babies, it's like the baby's more valuable. Yes, I know it's super cute. Yes, they're precious. They're new. Yes, I know they're so cute. But what about the mom that just went through all that, you know, their body's changing, their hormones changing, their mindset's changing. 
they very different. It's like once we become a mom, it's like we kind of lose value. And um, we gain value from those tiny little humans that just expect us all the time. So did I want kids when, did I want kids? No, I did not want kids. Did I grow to, to love on them and care for them and support them and be nurturing? Yes, it's still a thing that I'm learning. And um, I think that the second I found out I was pregnant, I was so in love. I was so in love. Like my belly, I was like head over heels at the fact that I was, you know, going to be a mom. It's like, yes, I wanted this life beforehand, but God said, this is what I got for you, and I just ran with it, you know? Some people, they, they're they not in love with their kid until they see the kid, until it's, like, actually out of their body and whatnot. You know, postpartum depression is real, and it's something that it's not taken as serious. Um, You know... <sighs> I didn't go through so much postpartum depression, um, but I did have my moments where I felt insecure, like I didn't feel worthy, like I didn't feel like I was enough. Um, but the father of my kids, like, truly did help me through that. Um, and my grandma, even though she was, like, far away, she would always encourage me and tell me to love myself, that, you know, I'm still beautiful regardless of what it is. And I just, like, always have had a positive side to myself where it's like it's gonna be okay like you're beautiful the way you are and um I just kept getting positive reassurance um so postpartum depression is different for everyone um I don't think that you should ever feel ashamed on how you feel and felt at that time because your body's going through all these emotions your body's going through all these different thoughts um hormones like it's very traumatizing, you know, my, the, like, my pregnancy was not the best, like, I threw up so much, I had all these headaches, I had heartburn that was crazy, and that, that meant that talk about, oh, you know, if you have all this heartburn, like, you're about to, your kid is about to have all this hair, no, absolutely not, my child was bald, balder than, like, when I wax my, my legs or my underarm, like, when I waxed my, my lip, my top lip, yeah, it was balder than that. Um, It took a couple of, uh, like, a year or two for his hair to grow in, but that's besides the point. Um, So, yeah, it's, like, it's just, like, hard being a mom. Now, the, 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 the most emotion that I felt was being alone, for sure. Like, nobody was there for me. Nobody would really reach out. If, if it was, like, people that would reach out, those friends, it's, like, I felt like there was still animosity there. Like, they felt like they were better than me. They felt like they just, like, weren't happy that they were seeing me happy. Um, it was just, like, a lot of a lot of times where I felt, like, alone. So, yeah. But, um, before we go into how I navigate life into, like, now, since I started being a Christian, like, two years ago, or following Christ two years ago, um, another question was, like, what would you have been doing if you did not have kids? So, yeah, I would have been the cool aunt, I would have been traveling the world, I would have so-called got married, um, I would have been doing all these things, like, I love nature, I just want to live in nature, I wanted to... Just live on an island. I think that's still a part of me that does want to do that. Um, and even though I'm 27 years old, a lot of us like sit here and be like, oh my God, we're about to be 30. But it's like, I hear that 30s are the best. Okay, they're coming and the 20s are like you hustling and do you doing your thing. But then your 30s is just like when you actually like dive into like life, like doing things the right way. So I'm really excited for that. Especially that now that I got Jesus by my side. But um, uh, another question is like uh, right now. So if you haven't noticed, I am not with the father of my kids. We haven't been together in about two and a half years. Um, very toxic. Very toxic. I want to say up until like the past. Up, up until six months ago, it was like. We were still disrespecting each other. We were still being rude to each other. We were still being petty. Um, it was just, like, a lot of back and forth, and it was because, like, 
a part of me, like I could be the sweetest thing ever to everybody else and I could be super understanding. I could be gracious towards everybody else. But to him, it was like different because like I felt like there was so much trauma that came from him that I couldn't let it go. It's like I was still in shackles from not forgiving someone and I just felt heavy every single time he'll come around. And there was this one time where he was like, I bet you can't even go a month without being nice to me. And I was just like, what? Don't challenge me. Obviously, I didn't do it for him, but I just wanted to prove something to myself. You don't have to prove anything to nobody or, like, try to get revenge or anything like that. But I just felt like, wow, like, that's that's right. I cannot be nice to him because, like, I just still have so much hurt even though I say I forgave him. Now, this is more than a month ago now, and till this day, like, I can easily say that, like, we co-parent so, so good. Um, We respect each other as much as we could. And even when, like, there's things that we don't agree on, we're still, like, 99% cordial. Like, I'll call him, like, oh, my God, you're so stupid, or you're annoying my life, like, just stop talking to me, like... Because my flesh gets to me. I am not perfect, okay? Even if I curse, like, because he got mad at me, it's like, bro, like, it's okay. It's okay, just don't do it again. Apologize, like, immediately because it's like, that's not who you are. That's literally, like, your flesh getting to you. Um, And I just, like, feel like I have to respect him because he deserves that. Um, It's the least I can do, and, like, we're here for the kids. We're not here for each other anymore, you know? Um, We're supposed to be supportive to one another because if he's down, then I'm down because the kids are down. (laughs) If I'm down, then that means the kids are down and he's down, you know what I mean? Now, I wouldn't say, like, sit here and enable the man (laughs) or the woman, but just try to be understanding that not everyone... Not everyone sees things how you see it, and not everyone digests things like how you like digest it. Okay, um, so those are the few questions um that I wanted to uh, ask myself and a couple of different things. Um, this is such a like crazy topic, but basically like. For the people, right? So now that I am navigating life by God's side and I'm like a God-fearing woman, um, the father of my kids no longer intimidate me, bother me, make me angry. You know, there's no rage. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel anxiety. I don't feel like any hurt or pain. Um, You know, there's times where obviously like I just... I do pray that things are different, but not to not to get back together because I just like I I always said this like he's going to be a great man for somebody else, just not me, just not me. Um my family members, I don't like I will listen to their advice, but I won't receive it. Like you can go ahead and give me all your advice that so-called helped you but you couldn't even take. But I won't receive it, you know? It's like, okay. Like, it's not going in through one ear and coming out the other. And like, no, I'm taking it in because that's not how I want to be. Some people are just, like, stuck in their old ways. And even if they're, like, my age, it's just like, mm, we went two different routes, and that is completely fine. Um, And then my friends. It's like, yes, I have the friends that left me when I most needed them, but I still... I now have, like, valuable, supportive, caring, nurturing friends that I would never want to let go of. It's like, um, do you get, I mean, (laughs) if, do you know what a perennial versus an annual is? And this has to do with flowers. And I'm going to read it to you. What are perennials versus annuals? The difference between perennials and annuals is simple. Perennials are plants, flowers, that will come back and regrow every year after year. While annuals die off when temperatures get too cold and require to plant new plants the following spring. So I look at perennials and annuals as seasons. You know, there are some seasons where you have people, family, and friends, or people in general, (coughs) 
that they come and go. Those are your annuals. You don't want annuals around you. You want perennials. Perennials, they, you know, they might hibernate here and there, but um, you want perennials. Let the perennials be perennials and let the annuals be annuals. You want the perennials meaning you want friends and families that are always supportive and caring, not when they come around only because it's beneficial. So the annuals are coming um, coming when it's beneficial because they're getting planted, they're getting water, they're getting sun. But then when fall and spring comes, they're like gone. They're done for the count. It's like you, you don't hear nothing from them. Um, so an example of the perennials would be like tulips. Tulips are so beautiful. They don't, they don't last as long, but they do come back, you know. Um, as in like they have their seasons too, but they never quite leave. They still stay there. The annuals literally die off completely. <coughs> but, um, whenever like now that it's been like two years since I started following Christ, um, whenever I go through things that it's just like, I can't handle it. Like, let's say that the kids are acting out or, um, the kid there's something going on with the kid's father or the kids are just like the kid's school is so expensive or just like things that aren't it and they're like driving me crazy it's like I just go cry out to Jesus I don't call my friends I don't call my family members I just know that Jesus has the answer and although he might not give it to me right away he is giving me the patience to understand that things are going to get better, that things are coming. Um, and we really have to be open-minded when it comes to things like this. Um, like Bible, uh, Bible, in the Bible story, hold on. There's a Bible story and it's First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke in and reason as a child but when I grew up I put away childish things now like when I listen to like the word childish I think like ignorant thing like that's not of me because I'm an adult and stuff like that but God wants us to have a childlike mind mentality like when I watch my kids and I like do different things with them and I'm just doing stuff that I wouldn't normally do because obviously like you have to kind of numb yourself down to a kid's level. Um, we often look at them and be like, why would you ever do that? Why would you put this uh, piece of apple that's been under the couch for like three weeks in your mouth? Why would you sit here and color your whole hands and your body when you know like that's not good for you? Why would you sit here and like mix all the Play-Dohs together um, and, and thinking that's okay. Um, why would you sit here and dump the whole uh, Lego box out of the box? Because you you just want to do whatever it is that you want to do. And it's just like they're curious. They want to know. They want to understand life. They're, they're learning. But we sometimes have these expectations for kids. And it's just like it, it just like doesn't make sense to sit here and like think that they should already know what it is to be to be like kids like they're all growing they're all growing and I just think that sometimes we get caught up with our own personal things and we start to yell at them and we start to be like aggressive with them because we don't realize like you were once a child you were once in the same predicament that they were probably not the exact same but you were still curious at some point you were still dealing with a lot of emotions especially when your parents aren't together so like god wants us to have an open-minded look at life just like how children do so when the next time that you like look at your child and you question what they do just try to understand that they're just trying to understand life for what they've known whether they're two years old six months or five years old ten years old fifteen 
they're still trying to understand life just as much as we are. So put yourself in their shoes and try to understand where they're coming from. If you yell, if somebody yells at you in the morning as soon as you wake up and that's already going to kill your mood. You're already going to feel like, oh, my God, like, why is this person yelling at me? You're already going to be in a bad mood. You're going to be cranky. You're not going to want to be around people. So how do you expect to yell at someone, a, a child in the morning and then expect to, for them to have a good day? I just don't think that that that's OK. Um, and it took me a while to understand because obviously, like, I'm not the perfect parent. But there was many things that I was still going through that might have caused them a traumatic experience without me realizing. Now that I have God by my side, it's just like I'm more aware of things and I'm more intentional. Like when I do have my kids, I try not to be on my phone. I try not to call people. I try not to text people back because they need my attention. You know, the schedule that I have with their dad, it's like three days on, three days off, or three days on and two days off, you know, vice versa. So I want to enjoy the time that I have with them as much as possible. My kids need me the most right now. This is such a crucial time. It's like, how can I not be there for them intentionally, you know? Um, so obviously, like, God has given me the the power to just become about things that normally would have triggered me. He gave me the peace. He gave me the calmness. He gave me the gentleness to understand where my kids are coming from. If they wake up in the morning screaming all, like, rowdy and making noise and all that, it's a beautiful thing. That is a healthy, happy, joyful baby. That's something that you want. I think that we take for granted the fact that we have those type of kids Whereas other kids don't get to walk, don't get to, like, talk, don't get to hear, don't get to see things, you know, don't have a, a room where they can run from one side to the other. It's just, like, the little things. I think we should appreciate our kids a lot more. And I think that God has given me that, that heart to be gentle with them because he's gentle with us and he understands us. And um, I think that's why I'm, I, I have such a joyful spirit is because I still have my childhood innocence. My grandma, I feel like, tried to protect that so much. And I think that she did a great, beautiful job at trying to keep me from being harmed in that aspect. And I just, like, I love her so much for it. But in Psalms 131, it says... Um, but I have calmed and quiet myself and I'm like a weaned child with its mom, with its mother, like a weaned child. I am content. So I am content with the messes around my house. I am content with my life being inconsistent. Like one day we're super good and then the next day we're not. I am content with the fact that my children are so happy and so full of life. I am content with the fact that they are not like regular kids. I am content that they're able to hear my voice. I am content that they're able to sleep in the same room together. I am content that they don't need an iPad, that they don't need the, the biggest and greatest things, that they understand the true value. You know, that's things that we're working on, but I am content with the fact that There's a lot of more other things that could have gone wrong, but they didn't. And that's why I'm very blessed and very happy to know that, you know, they're, they're good. I'm okay. It's not as hard as I make it seem to be. Society makes it seem to be that we have to compare each other whether we have to be perfect or not. We only see the good things in social media. So being terrible at something is the first step to overcoming your fear of trying something new. So like when you first become a mom, it's just like it is hard. It is like it feels impossible sometimes you just want to break down and not do anything, but you have to get up for these children. And it's like the most beautiful thing because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we at right now. Um so with that being said, um, Luke 18, verse 16 says, But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the children come to me. 
and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. We are his children. He wants us to come around. He wants us to cry out for him. We want. He wants us to come to his temple. Um, I cry out to Jesus. I let him know how I feel. He comforts me in one way or another. Way. So he sends people. He brings me confirmation, a sign. Um, he just releases me, believes me. Um, and he reminds me that I am his daughter and that I am an error. error. So if I sit here and I ask him for this, it's just, it might take some time, but he's going to give it to me. Um, if it's in his will, of course. But going to church definitely helped me build that community to help me um, navigate life and have people to help me because life is hard. And it really, truly takes a village to be able to raise a child. And um, my best friends, like my close friends have met, have did so much more than my family could ever do for me. And I'm so, so grateful for my friends, honestly. Um, I have built that community, that godly community that has kept me accountable for things that I would never be thinking of. Um, you know, I have friends that are so supportive with my kids. I have friends that are so supportive with the gym. I have so friends that are so supportive with the Bible. I have friends that are just supportive in all of these different aspects. They ask me, how are you doing? It's not just a regular, how are you doing? It's like, how are you doing? How are you doing mentally? How are you doing emotionally? Um, and it's not friends that come and go. It's like consistent friendships. And I love that. Um, so navigating a mom, like a godly mom, it's definitely like hard. But God makes everything so much lighter. God has been the light for me. And when I feel down, he just finds a way to get to me. He lets me know that everything's going to be okay. And he doesn't give up on me either. So, there's many things that I could be grateful for, and that's definitely one of them. Like, God sticking by my side, God using people to get to me. Um, and, like, definitely don't discredit your effort. Um, it might not seem like a lot, but it, it truly is. The fact that you're listening to this podcast right now shows that you want more for you and your kids. You could have been listening to anything else, and you decided to listen to me. Um, there's many things that you could have been doing, but... You're still trying your hardest. You're still showing up for your child. And a lot of people don't do that. They just give up because they don't have that support. Because they don't have the friends or family that are there. That should be there. <clears throat> but they're not. They have a baby daddy that's like so like crazy. But so are you. It's crazy. Um, But another thing is like it's okay to grieve your old self. Just try not to. Like, look at her as, like, a burden, the old person that you used to be. Uh, because, like, that was a season in your life where everything was different, but now you have brought life into this world. God has blessed you with a, a baby, a child, um, and a lot of people don't get to have that. So just try to, like, look at life like you're blessed. You know, you're very, very blessed. It's like... So many things that could have been wrong, but they didn't. Um, but yeah, I think that there is like so many emotions that take play that I think at the end of the day, it's like we all know that those kids need us. And God is literally holding us by our hand. God is not letting us go. God is not trying to be like, oh, you messed up once. Like, I don't want you anymore. No, God is always with us. Um, and navigating a godly mom life is the best thing that I could have ever done for them. You know, I'll fight for them physically, <laughs> emotionally, but especially spiritually. You know, I can sit here and give them all, everything that they want. I can sit here and give my kids everything that they want, but if I don't pray for them, it, like, doesn't do what it should do. When you pray for your kids, it's, like, it goes a long way. You know, if I give them something that, that's materialistic, yes, it's going to make them happy at that time. But a prayer is going to carry them on. And, um, yeah, 
I think that navigating life is very hard in general, especially in today's society. There's so many things that can, you know, alter how you raise your kids. Um, there's times where it's like we're working so much and there's so many different things that we have to keep up with. It's like for me, I have like 50 billion things to take care of. But I like time manage. Time manage is like my best friend. I have so many different things on my plate. The easiest thing to go about is go day by day or even spreading it out. Like over here, I have a bulletin board and it's a whiteboard too. I have two whiteboards. I have three whiteboards in here. But when it says, you know, uh, Sunday through Saturday and then I write down when I have the boys, what I need to do, special, you know, days and stuff like that. And then... I just make sure that I put everything on my phone schedule so that way we're all on track. Um, let me see. I make sure that I take them to church. I make sure that they understand, like, <sighs> mommy's going through a lot. Mommy's doing a lot. Mommy's trying her best to to just move forward with life so then they could have a future. And I think that they understand that, yeah, mommy has to work. Mommy has to do this and that. Um, but it's for a good cause. Mommy wants to do you know for us what she couldn't have done with her parents um let me see what else what else i think that asking for prayer and asking for help is very important don't ever feel like you're a burden don't ever feel like you are bothering someone the right person pray for the right pray for a godly community and god will bring it to you i kid you not i have like <laughs> More than 20 people I can count on. I can call Judy right now. Judy got me. I can call Brittany right now. Brittany got me. I can call Pastor Mark. He got me. Pastor Wanda, he got me. Oops, sorry. Um, I can call so many different people, and they got me because they know they, they have God's love, and that's what they want to mirror to other people. They, they truly, genuinely care because... They either know what it feels like. They either know, like, the, the struggles. They know that you shouldn't be doing life alone, especially when you have kids because it's, like, so hard. Um, but, yeah, I hope I I said enough. I said what I needed to say. I'm not sure if I want to um, <laughs> remake this one because it's, like, 52 minutes long. And I don't know if I just, like, talk too much. But... Um, I'll listen to it and we shall see. Okay. Um, but, uh, the prayer request is on my bio. That's one of my announcements or the only announcement I have actually. Um, so hopefully if you need any prayer, you could just like fill it out. It could be anonymous or it, it could have your name. It doesn't matter. Um, but just know that we don't have to do this alone. We're all struggling with things and life is hard. <laughs> but living without God is harder. Uh, God is God is good. God is so so good. When I feel like n nothing's working out, and when I'm just like I when I least expect it, that's when He's like, boom, there you go, Landra. Here you're good. Like it's gonna be okay. He just gives me that that spark. And like my my faith never goes away. You know, He He just all He needs is a mustard seed of a face which is like super super tiny and god got you god will move mountains as long as you have that mustard seed of a faith he got you um but thank you for listening i pray that you got something out of this i pray that i didn't ramble too much <laughs> i just get so emotional when